basically hey witches you're listening to basic witches i'm rachel laforest and i'm leah knauer and today in the virtual stew we have our friend voiceover actress actor uh performer writer natalie palamides and she's incredible she's an all-around comedian um exploring the masculine and the femme Mm -hmm. and uh questioning life and all the things that are going on which i think is really important and we we should be yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) i think you'll really like this juicy conversation we even talk about conspiracy theories so get ready for that and a lit (laughs) card pull and she really vouched for it so if you want to join our patreon and get card pulls from us you should totally do that. Um, and you can do that by going to our Instagram at basic, Witches, following us there and then going to the link in our bio and join our Patreon. Yeah. And uh, if you do that, you can join the tier where you get a bonus card poll and shout out on the podcast, which is happening right now for you, Ruby. So Ruby, I'm going to ask the rebel deck what you need to know. And it is going to answer. And to be honest, <laughs> this deck is very honest, brutally honest. <laughs> um, so get ready, girl. Here's your card. Wow. Fuck them. They broke your heart. Okay. Oh, so that's what it, yeah. So whenever you're listening to this, whatever's going on, fuck them. They broke your heart, Ruby. Holy shit. DM us and tell us if that like <laughs> totally aligns because I want to know. Um, also, if you haven't snagged some basic witches swag, you can totally do that. I'm right now wearing our get lit witches sweatshirt, which is my favorite. Um, and there's also the basic witches sigil. There's face masks and notebooks. And I know Threadless is having the sales done. Well, <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, there's probably another sale because they have a lot of sales around the holidays. So <laughs> either way, yeah, get get your merch and always a percentage of the proceeds goes to Trevor Project um, or Black Lives Matter and um, and Threadless matches our donations. So mm-hmm. you're getting, you're doing good. You're helping support the show that you love. So and you'll thank be looking you. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now on to this good episode with Natalie Palomides. I put makeup on today. Good for you. <laughs> Who knows why? I have like a set now of of sweatpants that I just always wear. Yeah. At the beginning of core, I wore the same hoodie like five days in a row and didn't shower and just like stayed in it for anyway, TMI maybe, but that's what I was doing. (laughs) I love it. It's like nowhere to go. Anyway. Natalie, your your voice is so cool. I'm not surprised that you're a voiceover actress like I, anything you say sounds cool oh thanks Leah well <laughs> you gotta hop on those trolls I have so many trolls that are like your voice I can't stand it I you know what? Yeah. paying the bills though it pays my bills yeah so <laughs> yeah thanks for saying I appreciate it you know yeah. haters gonna hate it's all good man you don't like you don't want to listen to me like maybe change the channel or like I don't know what you're watching or if you're listening to a podcast or something maybe like skip through me or 
Maybe don't listen to it. I don't know. Well, people are already listening to this one and they should be because it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming on. Are you a witch? Are you into spirituality and witchcraft? Anything like that? A hundred percent. I mean, check out. I mean, at my 30th birthday this past year, I had everybody say a spell with me and howl at the moon. Oh, um, you guys should have been there. Yes. Damn, it. Damn. Like, I got this whole thing of crystals. Like I got all my crystals lined up here and yes. I just Beautiful. love, I love anything spiritual. I think that there's a seed of truth in anything anybody believes that is spiritually good. Of course, I don't believe in um, the hatred that comes with certain uh, beliefs or religions, Mm. but I think anything that is positive and good about any sort of beliefs or spiritualities, there's truth in it. I believe Mm -hmm. kind of in in everything, anything Mm. and everything that's good. Oh, has goodness. Yeah. 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 What do you believe as far as like how the universe works? Oh, as far as how the universe works. I mean, I'm definitely like a secret person, the yeah. law of attraction kind of thing. And mm. I'm big in like, if you believe you can do it, then you will do it because you're thinking that you can do it. And if you believe you can't, then you won't because you won't be putting out that energy that that would cause you to go in that direction yep. or attract those things towards you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm big in law of attraction. That's kind of how I make my way through the universe. Were you that way since you were little or did you develop that somehow? Uh, well, I've always like, be- like chosen to believe in magic, I guess, since I was mm. a kid or just, I, I believe very strongly in anything that is told to me. That is, <laughs> that is good. Or like, for example, like Santa Claus, I believed in Santa Claus. Mm well through like sixth grade like I was defending him in sixth grade oh man I just have a strong imagination would like look out my window and convince myself that I saw his sleigh fly by (laughs) and that I heard jingle bells and um but also like I was raised Catholic so I had a big um belief in Satan as well that like Mm. Satan could get you and I thought that Satan um like Santa Claus turned into Satan. If you was caught Santa Claus in, downstairs, intentional in, in the beginning of Santa Claus, like that they have the same letters, Satan and Santa. I know, right? I wonder oh, that. I've never thought about that. Really? Oh, no. I, I've always, yeah. Whoa, yeah. my mind is blown right now. <laughs> I know. Wait, and Santa wears red. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know how I made that up, but I just made it up <laughs> that if you caught Satan or if you caught Santa when he was downstairs, you know, you're not supposed to mm-hmm. walk in on Santa when he's delivering the gift. Mm-hmm. I made up in my head that if you did walk in on him, he would turn to Satan. Oh, holy shit. Do you still believe this? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. There's a, there's a seed of truth to everything. <laughs> so where did you grow up? You grew up Catholic. Yeah, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. I'm from yeah. outside of Philadelphia. Oh, very cool. I love Pennsylvania. It. Yeah. What, what part? Westchester. I've actually never been to Pittsburgh, TBH. Oh, right on. Well, you yeah. know. I have. Uh, I don't know. You're not missing much. Have you? Where are yeah. you from, Rachel? I'm from Ohio. Okay. So neighbors. Tri state area. Yes. yes. <laughs> what part of Ohio? Uh, 
Cleveland. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Three Rivers area. Very yeah. nice. So I went to Pittsburgh to see my brother graduate from college and mm. um it was really rainy. I mean, it's the same weather as Ohio, but I just remember mm. it was really rainy and it was an outdoor graduation ceremony. So they gave us all ponchos. Oh. But as a young, like, it was cool to travel at all as a kid, so. Oh, yeah. It's always rainy. Mm, Yeah. Really rainy. Do you miss Pennsylvania seasons at all? I kind of do. Yeah, I definitely do. There's Mm. some nice seasons going. I went up to Sequoia earlier this (gasps) fall, and um, the leaves are really pretty there, but still not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you move to L.A.? In... 2012, right after I graduated college. Nice. Yeah. How about you guys? 2013, right after you. 2013. 2011. 2011, 12, 13. Yeah. Look there at us cool. go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Right in a well, row. So, like, back to you, you know, your philosophy of, you know, if you believe it, you'll see it, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that's worked out for you career wise. Do you I feel guess. like, do you feel like that has something to do with your success? I mean, you've had specials, you're a successful comedian. That's not, um, voiceover actress, powder, yeah. the powder puff girls. Hello. Thank you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I definitely get down on myself. I'm not like totally positive all the time, but I think overall, I'm always believing that whatever I want to do, I, I can do. Mm. Um, Wait, is it then, power puff? I realized I just, Oh said yeah. I was like, puff. that was weird it, how you said it. It is. But I used to powder puff football. It's fine. Everybody says powder puff. So I'm Dang, just like, like power puff girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. By the way, I thought it was Berenstein beer. I thought it was the, the wrong one. Me too. Mm. Me too. The e. We just talked about this mm. literally on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah, we, won't, we won't go back into it then. No repeat <laughs> we material. Can. We can. It's crazy. How, Mandala, like, effect, yes, Mandala effect. Yes. And I have to say the movie, The Mandala Effect, like, was pretty good. I recommend it if you're into this stuff. It's it was a, a movie? fiction. Yeah. It was like, mm. um, like a fiction sort of thriller. Thinker. Oh wow! Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, did you manifest your your gigs? Did you envision these things coming in before they did, or or how did how does that work for you? Um, I guess I have a very visual imagination, maybe as most people do. Um, and I did always have it in my head that I wanted to make my sh- shows into comedy specials I don't know like I guess that's pretty specific and that is that that happened Mm -hmm. um and I was there and it was so fucking funny yes I was there thank you thanks for coming I I came to the second showing of Nate for for listeners which will be on Netflix when is December first? Nice. Oh, that's so yeah. It'll be out when this episode comes out, I think. So go check it oh, out, you guys. Awesome. Yeah, check it out, please. Um, she's hilarious. I've seen a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, I hope it's still funny. You know, I'm not sure how well it translates to um, TV. We'll, we'll see. I think maybe you know there's something missing that you feel when you're in the room. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I hope. I hope it's funny. I hope people <laughs> like it. We'll see. You know, if they don't, whatever. 
how did Nate how did Nate come about uh so I guess I mean the character and the special yeah the character I just came about during this play that I was workshopping with a theater company in Philadelphia actually and they were utilizing drag in the show so we were just you know, generating a ton of drag characters, all the actors that were in the show. And uh, Nate was just like one of the characters that I came up with in the process of developing that show, but he wasn't used in the final piece or anything, um, just in the exploration of doing drag. Mm. And um, I call him baby Nate. He's evolved throughout the years. At first he didn't have like a, a mustache or as gravelly of a voice. Um, yeah, but so I created him in that workshop. The first bit I did with him was all silent while he was chugging this bottle of soda, watching TV in this kind of sad, melancholic manner. And, um, I think part of the comedy came from Nate being sad and like intermittently burping, you know, as I, as I was chugging this bottle of soda and also just the challenge of chugging the whole bottle of soda is this where the birth of the LaCroix joke came from um you know maybe possibly but which is like a running segment throughout the show yeah I think Nate always like chugs stuff anything Uh, just like (laughs) kind of like you know macho guys are always chugging stuff so maybe that was just always (laughs) in my in my mind yeah yeah I guess it kind of I mean, yeah, he's chugging, he's chugging there, he's chugging yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I just kind of used him on and off, like in sketches and stuff in some groups that I was in, in, in LA um, with my friends. And I did like a little video with baby Nate, <laughs> maybe like in 2013 or 2014, which is online. If anybody cares to look it up, it's called Nate by uh, Little Red Feathers is a group that I was in and um, yeah. And then after I went to Edinburgh in 2017, uh, I just had to quickly come up with an idea for another show and was like, well, I think I'll use this guy. Cause like so much, you know, stuff was in kind of the, the zeitgeist, I guess about like Mm -hmm. masculinity and toxic Mm -hmm. masculinity and, and me I was too, because like, your show deals also with consent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, initially, I didn't really want to explore consent because I was scared to do that because, you know, it's a scary, sensitive subject. But mm-hmm. eventually I was like, oh, I can't really make a show about masculinity without exploring consent during mm-hmm. this, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. So it bled into my process, whether I wanted it to or not, I, I I succumbed to it. I succumbed yeah. to it. What is the, I succumbed. <laughs> I succumbed? I think. Succumbed. I succumbed to it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I so cummed cool. to it. Yes. <laughs> she came. Okay. I came. Yeah. Whatever it All is. But, um, so then how yeah. and when did Amy Poehler get involved? Yeah. So I took it to Edinburgh, that show. I had developed it at the Lyric Hyperion in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and just it around town also just just like different venues UCB and we just take little bits and pieces to different stand-up shows and then took it to Edinburgh and um, one of Amy Poehler's producers saw the show in Edinburgh 
Um, and she really liked it. And they brought me in for a meeting after the festival and said, uh, we'd like to make this a special. And so I was like, yeah, awesome. Was that Let's surreal it. AF? It was really yeah. surreal. <laughs> it was surreal AF, dude. Especially like talking to Amy Poehler. Like, yeah. you know, at first yeah. we were just having meetings with the producers, but then eventually Amy came in the room and I was like, oh my God. Surreal. Totally. It's still hard to like act cool around her and not be like such a goober. Like, yeah. Even though, you know, now I've spoken to her so many times, but I'm still mm-hmm. like, each, every time I'm like, I love you or whatever. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. But that's kind of how that all came to fruition. And then um, actually Netflix turned down the special at first. I don't know if I should say this, but oh. so Paper Kite took it to Netflix originally to, to see if they wanted to produce it. And they said, oh, we wouldn't really know how to go about that or whatever. Or they didn't want to. I don't know, for whatever reason, they were like, we can't. Mm. And so um, they went to this company, Comedy Dynamics, which produces a ton of specials um, independently. Mm -hmm. And um, they co-produced it with them and then tried to sell it after it was made. Mm. And then everybody said no. Everybody, HBO, Amazon, FX, everybody was like, no, no, no. And then... I was like, well, what about Netflix? Like, did you take it back to them? And she was like, we haven't heard back from them yet. Uh, And this was like in November. She's like, we haven't heard back from them yet, but we're thinking it's going to be a no because they said no originally. And then at the end of February, I get a call from my producer and she's like, Netflix wants to buy it. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, I thought, they said no. And she was like, they just hadn't watched it yet or something. Uh, I don't know. But I, I'm like, I don't know how much truth there is to that or like why <laughs> they decided to buy it or or whatever. Because it was also, it was before lockdown. I was like, oh, maybe because, but I don't know. So anyways, in the end, they decided they wanted to do it. So thank, I, I'm so thankful, I think. I don't know. It hasn't <laughs> at this point when we're talking, it hasn't come out yet. So I don't know. Oh, I so relate. I feel that feeling with every project. Like unless I'm there on set or even when it's out on the TV, then I'll believe that it happened. Until then. Yeah, yeah. Everything exactly. can change. Or totally. like what the reaction will be to it. You know, when people yes. see it live, they they enjoy it, I think. But mm-hmm. also I don't know with like with it being out there on Netflix, it invites a whole different group of people mm-hmm. to respond mm-hmm. on the internet. And anyways, I'm just going to try to not really read. Yeah. Stuff. I was going to say, what's sort of your game plan for that? Just yeah. avoid. Yeah. Just avoid. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Sometimes you kind of can't like, I don't know That's when I first hard. got cast in Powerpuff Girls, um, I was cyber bullied because so many people <gasps> were upset that they didn't use the original cast. And so there was like 30 year old Powerpuff fans that were like, oh, Fuck you. <laughs> took E.G. Daly's job. And I got to say, like, Tara Strong and E.G. Daly didn't really help my ass out much. They were mm. like sicking their fans on us. Damn. Oh. Not, I don't think intentionally they were more trying to get their fans to, you know, reach out to Cartoon Network to say, like, we want the original cast. Um, but Oh, because they think- wanted to do it. They wanted to do it. So oh, I don't think they realized yeah. that. But that's not the in your control. 
Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to turn down that job as like no. a new, new actor? You know what no. I mean? So, uh, mm. yeah. But yeah. so I don't think they realize that they inadvertently like sicked their fans on Damn. us or whatever. Oh, what did that I'm feel sorry. like? Yeah, I'm sorry. And oh, it's okay. What, like, I mean, how did you handle getting cyberbullied? This is well, an important question. I guess I was like 25 or 26. I forget. I was kind of like young, I think. And, um, you know, young. I guess I was, a, I was an adult, but um, mm-hmm. I was definitely like sad. And I was like crying to my mom, like, nobody likes me. Yeah. And was that your first big job, would you say? Yeah. It was my first big job that I was stoked about. And then like oh. the whole internet was like, fuck you we don't want you or whatever but it's like obviously like kids don't care anyways i just hopped on the phone with my mom and she was like natalie don't read that stuff those people are morons you know and it's like it's kind of true like what kind of normal person do you like none of my none of my friends would ever go on the internet no cyber bully a power cyber bully somebody it's like it's a bunch of freaking weirdos and nothing better to do so that put it into perspective yeah yeah. I'm just going to use that going Good. into this next totally. phase. Good. Yeah. And I mean, go ahead, Leah. No, you go. Well, I mean, that's something that all artists who are willing to put the work outside of their four mm-hmm. walls have mm-hmm. to feel. It's so mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Surrender. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially this day and age. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And everybody has the means to reach you so easily yeah yeah Yeah. how about you guys have you ever been uh cyber bullied yes yeah it sucks actually this year because I um I don't know if you heard about the Crystalia pedophile thing but I was one of the like (laughs) alleged accusers and oh wow people came after me it's scary so as fuck. Like, especially to have Chris D'Elia's fans who are the worst kind of people Dude. coming after you and like um, victim blaming. And I even had an old friend like victim blame me publicly. And yeah, it, it, it feels like your whole life is like um, being torn apart fuck in front them, of everyone. Dude. It's like, yeah. how do people think that? Why would anybody want to bring that up on themselves? Right. right. <laughs> Just doesn't make yeah. any sense also like crystal is fucking gross yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like not funny dude it's like i I watched um like just earlier this year his special and it's like the whole did a whole bit on like how dolphins fuck people he's like yeah anyway Uh, yeah whatever fuck that guy yeah that sucks dude and that's something that's like that's painful Mm mm-hmm people don't even think it's like just mind your own beeswax dude like somebody's putting themselves in a vulnerable position Uh exactly that's that's even more difficult than being like cyber bullied for something artistic right because that's personal yeah yeah Yeah. and this was right around my birthday so it felt like very you know sensitive time but I Mm. got through it yeah and you're stronger stronger now for it Mm mm-hmm and his yeah. agents dropped him and networks dropped him. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm curious, after you, like, did these shows, the the free ones where you're, like, running it across town, how often did it change, like, after each rendition? Um, 
Would you notice different reactions at different, like when you're at the Lyric or UCB or at the venue? Um, well, definitely like once the show got to a spot where I had most of the structure in place, it wouldn't, just really small things would change each time or like, I don't know, for the longest time I was trying to figure out the ending. So that would be a really big change mm. each, each time I did the show. Like I would try a whole new ending or way to end the show. Um, so like a lot of people that saw the show in LA that year before I took it to Edinburgh saw probably each time I did the show, I probably did a whole different ending. And then mm. also after I went to Edinburgh, um, I cut out, like there used to be two art teacher scenes. Now there's just one and I kind of, <laughs> you know, truncated it into Forgot one. Forgot about the art teacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a fun part of the show. But um, yeah, it changed. I mean, also like just the process of making it was so much more different than my first show um, because the structure of my first show just came to me quite naturally. Whereas like this show, I was just workshopping like different pieces and images and mm -hmm. kind of just tossing them up on stage and improvising and like trying to find stuff more. Mm -hmm. um, I was also playing a lot with like how homophobia like fed into toxic masculinity too mm -hmm. at first, but that didn't make it into the final mm -hmm. show. But um, yeah. did, was did you get any reactions from men after the show or after they mm -hmm. saw it of like about toxic masculinity and how you reflected that back to them? Hmm. I, I don't think I, I, I never really had a talk back or anything about that with anybody um, in depth. People would give me ideas based on what they saw, mm -hmm. but we never got into really any in-depth conversations about masculinity or people would tell me that they spoke about it with their friends mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, jump-started conversations between their friends. But mm -hmm. um, I mostly like would have those conversations with uh, like my, my closer friends who I collaborate with a lot mm -hmm. when I was thinking about the show. How did you know when you landed, like, I mean, I guess, was it maybe when the production company was involved, but when you landed, like, this is it, because as an artist, I experiment a lot too. And sometimes it's mm. hard to know when you're done. Mm. What was that like? for uh, you? Yeah, I guess you can kind of just like feel it in the room when you got it. Mm. And there's in the ending of the show, there's a point where, um, at the very end of the show, I become Miss Jackson, who's the art teacher, and Nate at the same time. Spoiler alert. And uh, I said spoiler alert after I said the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like, uh, watch it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, and so I become Nate and Miss Jackson, and I revisit a scene from earlier in the show. And it's quite dark, like seeing me perform it as Miss Jackson. And um, mm. there's just a moment of stillness. And the show used to end there. Like I used to revisit this scene and then just uh, blackout. go into stillness and then blackout. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. just blackout. But I wanted to um, send people out on a laugh. So like that didn't, that ending didn't feel right because mm. I didn't want to send people out 
in this mood that was like really sad and dark, like, you know, I'm a comedian and while I want to encourage people to think and, you know, have reasonable discourse about these topics, Mm -hmm. I also want people to be laughing. And I think that's um, like laughter is, is a great way to access an open mind or to get people to open their minds. Mm. So, and it makes it like a bit easier to discuss things when it's coming from a place of laughter, like not to totally not to make fun of it, but just like people have don't have a wall up when they're laughing and Mm -hmm. just their minds are more open and they're more. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote a college touring show about consent and it was from a comedic standpoint. And that was the same thing. It's like, we want to get these college kids laughing so that they're on our side and they see that we're cool and we can talk about this serious subject and they can trust us. Yeah. And people's guards are down when Mm -hmm. they feel like, uh, yeah, that's kind of what you said, like about Mm -hmm. trust and, um, that you're not, uh, like pointing the finger at anybody, not shaming anybody or, blaming anybody or just asking mm-hmm. them to engage mm-hmm. with the idea. So laughter is a way to access engagement, I think. Mm-hmm. But so that's, that's why after I had developed that kind of sad, dark ending, I was like, ah, I still need to find a way to like get a laugh at the end of the show. And it was trying to incorporate that moment and then have something right after it that got a laugh. And mm-hmm. I was able to achieve that. But once once I was able to find what that was, then I felt like, okay, got it. Now it now it's done. Yeah, yeah. got it. And and just the room felt much more lighter. And mm. I liked I liked sending people out with that energy. So mm. like that energy mm-hmm. felt felt right. Yeah. I mean, all the words you use to describe your art are so witchy too. Like energy, <laughs> feeling. Like I knew it. I knew it in my gut. Mm. So like, how does that bleed into? Um, do you read the room? when you're not being a comedian, when you're just with people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm pretty empathic, I guess. Mm. Uh, what, what is your like sign? Sense. I'm curious. Capricorn. Cool. Uh, yeah. What else? Do you know? Uh, I am a Aries rising. <sighs> Me too. And no, a Taurus moon. moon. Okay. Nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know all this stuff. Aries <laughs> versus Capricorn. Is that all Earth? No, no. Fire. Uh, Taurus and Capricorn are Earth. And then one fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. What's that say about me? No, I I asked because if if you're empathic, I I thought maybe you would be a Pisces, like, because that's Mm. the sensitivity. But I mean, all kind of signs are empathic. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm just always like kind of noticing that I like take on other people's emotions really mm-hmm. easily. Um, so yeah, I guess I do do that when I'm in the just hanging out with people in a room or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also think, and you know, you guys know this as artists too. I think like all artists kind of work that muscle of, of like feeling other people. I don't know that, mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. as, as performers and comedians. Um, yes. Comedians. Yeah. yeah. Let's, can we talk about how much we miss it? <laughs> so much. Oh, I miss, I miss so live much. performing so, so much. much. Rachel and I are on a musical improv team. That's how we met. Um, was oh, in a UCB awesome. class. And we have a team called Adele Dazim. And 
I mean, I miss performing all kinds, but just like with a a group and with real humans, I miss it so much. I know, dude. Fuck. I really miss it a lot. I had a How are you getting by? Are you doing Zoom shows? Well, I haven't done too many Zoom shows, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard because I can't connect with anybody. I feel like this wall up and I'm like, what's even the point of this? Mm -hmm. Um, without that human connection component. But uh, I've been doing once a week this show at the old zoo enclosures. Oh and it's me and my friends wearing COVID masks, but then we wear theatrical masks on top of it. And we're trying to build like a mask show, but we can't I do that it. this week because of the down again. Yeah. The closures yeah. again. So Damn it. sucks, but that's, that's kind of helped a lot doing that. Yeah. Do you find that you gravitate towards certain characters or do these ooh, three, 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 or do these <laughs> characters um, feel like they need to say something through you? Hmm. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. Uh, I'd say like I gravitate towards like high status idiots, like people who think they're high status, but are Mm. actually idiots. That's fun. That's probably like most of my characters would fall into that Mm -hmm. category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. I just like to poke fun at people who think they're high status. Um. I don't know. Maybe I think I'm high status, making fun of myself. Well, it's I don't fun. I don't, I don't think I'm high status. high status. It's really fun to play high status. And then, I don't know, it just sets up this expectation that you're going to be so great. And so, like, anytime you fuck up is is a laugh when you're playing somebody who, who thinks they know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Oh, I gravitate towards, like... Um, sort of sad funny characters oh, yeah like wow. um or like I have this running character now Jesse who's who's um living in Los Angeles hunting coyotes <laughs> um but really just observing <laughs> like how crazy people are and like how the world is fucked up and I guess that one's not nice. well that one's it's kind of sad because I'm usually commenting on real shit um that is sad but in a really like funny accent so I like to do like sad funny <laughs> Nice. How about you, Leah? Well, I don't really do characters, um, but in general, my comedy, I gravitate towards dramedy. I like, I Mm. love dark shit, like succession, um, you know, that kind of humor. Also, that's high status. Oh, it's so fucking good. And it was written by Adam McKay, who went to my high school. I love Adam McKay stuff. Dead to me. Yeah. Yeah. I actually emailed him when I was in high school and he was And you got a reply. Isn't that no crazy? Way, dude. That's I was rad. asking him because I didn't want to go to college. And I was like, should I go? I know you went to Great Valley High School. I was not. Ex- I just Googled like how to what find his say? email. He said, you don't need to go to college to get any kind of thing. If you love performing, like just do it, even if you have to do it in a black box theater. I mean, he's describing improv, but I didn't know at the time that he was describing improv. Mm. And because did you then college? like a year later, well, it's a whole thing. I went for like six years. I moved to LA and I was 19 but I went to college for six years, like Santa Monica college. And then I transferred to Cal state LA, just miserable the whole fucking time, all while performing, taking standup classes, taking improv classes, um, and all that. So yeah, I ended up like taking his advice, which out without like really trying to. Right on. Maybe it got embedded in your Mm -hmm. psyche. You know what made me, when you mentioned succession, it made me think also like 
people like to laugh at high status people failing. It's so easy to laugh at somebody, like you love to hate them. Yes. Oh my God. Jessie, Jessie like has this bit where she finds shit like up in the hills. Like she goes hiking (laughs) specifically in the fancy neighborhoods and just finds shit on the ground to show you that like there's still shit, even if you're rich. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that shit too. <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Because like everybody you know, shits. Then it's and and because the ninety nine percent is almost everyone. That's why it's the ninety nine percent. That's why uh-huh. we can all relate to like laughing when the king falls because mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. good for one. Very Shakespearean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, Natalie? I think in some ways we're still in like the feudal times when you zoom out far enough. I could not agree more, Rachel. Right? I, I truly could <laughs> not. I, it's, we don't even realize it. It's yes. the sad part. We're yes. going to like look back on our iPhones and it's going to, they're going to look like rock, those rock uh-huh. tools that cavemen use. Yep. And everyone's going to be like, I can't believe they polluted their environment with, oil using oil like so archaic isn't it and like sanitation has improved but the wealth gap hasn't you Mm -hmm. know like yeah still like in medieval times yeah Um, yeah i know natalie how do you think we fix the world yeah that's (laughs) usually our next question my god i'm so (laughs) glad are we doing it i have the perfect answer well Dude, you don't even want to get me started on this stuff because I'm like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like almost there. Like, I don't, I'm like low key conspiracy theorist. Uh Uh-oh. I, I, and I, I'm like afraid to get a bad rap for it, but. Which conspiracy are we talking? Well, I have this distrust in the in modern medicine or like in Western Mm. medicine and, um, like big pharma. Yeah. Big pharma. And just like the government's involvement with, with medicine and Western medicine Mm. and the medical system we have in America, I don't think it serves to heal people genuinely. Like I think it serves to like keep people sick and on medicine Mm -hmm. and that they can make money off of. And I don't, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. I think this is just true. True. Yeah. I guess maybe, I mean, maybe it gets into conspiracy when like, I kind of genuinely think that they have cures for cancer, but they're not giving them to the public because they make money off of chemotherapy and uh, in other countries, they use different modes to cure cancer that have a higher success rate, mm. but they're not um, patentable. Patentable? What's the word? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They can't make as much money off of it as they do chemo. And um, oh. it's like they already have this stuff in other countries, but it's like not here. Mm. and that's why people like pay so much money to get treated in other countries mm-hmm. for some stuff and I went through the ringer I have I found out this year I had Lyme disease and so for like oh. the past four years mm-hmm. I was trying to find out what was wrong with me and you know a lot of people of Lyme have this story of like they're so fucking sick all the time and no doctors mm-hmm. know what to do and they dismiss you and none of their mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals like can fix you and it's just like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think just the medical system is really flawed 
and corrupt. And because of that, it kind of tainted my view of other like, like big organizations that were meant to trust mm-hmm. um, like the CDC and the mm-hmm. FDA. Like also I'm like the FDA has said that it's okay to use certain fertilizers like on our plants and food and like they have okayed the way that we farm meats. And it's like mm-hmm. the problem with like cows, like, you know, they're like a lot of people blame the excess CO2 and the environment on cows. And it's like, no, it's not cows. Like cows have been around since the beginning of time. It's how we are farming cows that is really mm-hmm. bad for the environment. And actually if we use cows correctly, and fertilize the soil with cow manure and rotate them and have them graze off the grass will have actually better, more nutritious mm-hmm. vegetables. Anyways, don't it's even like get me It's like going back to the well, natural like- <laughs> way that it should be. No, yeah. I'm glad. This is why I ask. <laughs> yeah, it's the balance. It's like making things sustainable instead of mass mass produced. Money, okay. money, money, money. Which yeah. is capitalism. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like mm. the FDA is supposed to be looking out for us, but they're like okaying Fuck. like Roundup and stuff on our, our food. Yeah you know, and like mm-hmm. crazy fertilizers and stuff. It's like, you don't actually care, but I don't know. Well, they Made are like, all listening right now. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come get me, <laughs> take, take me out. No, yeah. I think they already got, they already got us. Yeah. I mean, they are the ones that have the system in place and, you know. Yeah. But I mean, because of like how the medical system had failed me, I mm. sought out these other avenues of treating myself and um, have found that there's better ways to heal your body than the Western medical system mm-hmm. offers us. I'm curious what worked make money for you. Like what well, I tried a ton of different things like herbs, I, I, anything, any alt form of medicine you could name. I've probably tried it. Like I have an ozone machine. I have um, like a coffee enema uh, device that I use, but what face. <laughs> I have actually oh like here's an ozone machine so a lot of people use this to treat like cancers um but uh it creates the gas that covers the atmosphere ozone and you put it into your body and it helps oxygenate mm. cells um so it's o3 and then it attaches to blood cells and your the extra o molecule when it goes into your body oxygenates bad cells and and disrupts them so like disrupts viruses and bacteria wow. and stuff so it kind of works like that i don't know if that makes sense i'm yeah. not a scientist but that's basically how it was explained to me mm-hmm. and um yeah so it's this machine that creates ozone you put an oxygen tank on it and it goes through this i don't know like a le- electric spinny thing i don't know what they're called and uh, puts out this ozone gas and you put it into your body and there's different ways you can put it in your ears, you can put it in your ass, you can put it in your vagina, you can breathe it in, but it has to pass through olive oil first because Ooh, you can't, wow. it's um, toxic to breathe in pure ozone. So you have to pass it through olive oil because then it turns into from O3 into O8. Anyway, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, you could steam yourself in it. And um, like, it's a lot how a lot of people cure PCOS, like mm. it shrinks tumors and that you can get ozone olive oil and like rub it into your skin. Um, yeah, 
there's like ozone clinics around this country um, that people go to, to heal like weird diseases. And then Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's a main way of healing cancer in other countries. Mm. Um, But also like something that I did that was actually working for Lyme, but um, I switched to using bee venom therapy. I was going to ask if you've done bee venom. Yeah. Yeah. So I have bees right now and it's, um, I'm only doing like, I'm on three stings per session right now. And you work your way up more. (laughs) You work your way up to doing 10 stings per session over the period of two to three years. Wow. Um, How do you do it? You take a bee with a pair of tweezers and you just put it up to your back and you sting along either side of your spine. Wow. But it has really helped. I've heard and such good things from people with yeah, Lyme. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm only like, a, a, like maybe like a month and a half in now. Um, but before that, I was doing this other thing that was like really expensive, but it was working. But I was like, I got to try these bees because they're not going to like break my freaking bank. Like yeah. a bee is like a dollar, <laughs> you know, a dollar is sting. Whereas like, this um, UV light. So I did, you know, how like Donald Trump was saying, you know, really you can put a light. UV light in your body or whatever. Well, it's like, it's actually kind of true. And so I, was, <laughs> I wasn't about to like stand for Donald Trump and like say like, actually he's right guys. Like there is this thing, but there is this thing. It's like a needle you put in your arm, obviously a nurse does it. And they put in these fiber optic lights that put out UV rays and you leave it in for like an hour and your as your blood runs past it and it kills off pathogens. Wow. Um, so yeah, it does. It could work for COVID. I don't know, but um, definitely works for Lyme and other stuff. Like there's my doctor's office that does it. Like he has cancer patients that, that do it. And um, obviously if you have something like cancer, you need to do it for much longer, but mm. um yeah, that was helping. It was just so expensive. It was like 300 bucks a session. Mm, so I'm damn. like, Anyways. What does the bee venom do? What does the venom do? So there's a compound in it called melatonin. This has like become a health podcast. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Every podcast I, I go on, I end up talking about like bee venom therapy or something. But um, uh, it's there's so half of bee venom is made out of this compound called melatonin, and that's the thing that like breaks down biofilm. Uh, so like a lot of harmful bac- bacteria create a biofilm around themselves after mm. they've built up immunity to antibiotics, and so there's something in this melatonin that's like able to penetrate it and then kill the bacteria in a way wow. that like antibiotics can't and so that's why people Again, with Lyme nature Ugh, right yeah go, going back to nature I mean mm-hmm. bee venom also is something that has been used over for over 5,000 years in in eastern medicine and in many other countries but they don't support the research of it in this country why because you can't make money off of it yep you can't patent it yep mm-hmm. so same reason like well, I don't know. Our, it's all masculine and it's all money <laughs> with mm-hmm. like our healthcare system. It's like the research so doesn't go up. into women's health and it doesn't go into affordable health. Yeah. And speaking of women's health, like 
women are so often dismissed when they're speaking to their doctor about symptoms like, oh, it's probably mm-hmm. your period or PMSing Especially or Especially women of color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, even like whenever I was telling my doctor about like all these random symptoms I was having and many doctors I was telling about this, mm-hmm. they were like, maybe it's allergies. That's something that I kept getting over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm trying mm-hmm. like all these different allergy medications and I've never had this before in my life it came on very suddenly, like, doesn't sound like allergies to me. Mm. Like, didn't you guys go to freaking medical school? Like, why do I have to figure this out myself? Anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, it's making me think of witch doctors and like healers mm. and shamans. And, um, oh man, I was researching like more about the Thanksgiving myth and about the fucked up mm. truth of what happened with the pilgrims. Um, mm. and like how yeah. they, they, uh, found out who the medicine men or women were in different tribes of indigenous people here and uh, did like a toast with them, but poisoned the drink <gasps> to kill the shaman and kill the like medicine leaders. And wow. it's like, it's like, oh yeah. And this is, this is what the current system is built on. You know, yeah. that's the beginning mm-hmm. of it. Like, yeah. Well, when you exactly. guys know about that the blankets me- that they gave smells. them, right? With well, diseases. No. Well, yeah, smallpox like rubbed yeah. on blankets. It's just like yeah. hot. What the fuck, yeah. dude? <sighs> yeah. Our country has a really fucked up history. Super and and look up. how that history has perpetuated the exactly. present day exactly. way we go about treating Because nothing's been done to fix it or heal it or re- rectify or recognize yeah. like the roots. Yeah. yeah. And the pain. Yeah. But I hope that's changing. I hope. Well, I don't know, honestly, like I'm, I'm scared because Mm. like money rules all of this. And even with politics, it's like, it's kind of a puppet show for money. Um, Well, I mean, here's where I get scared to speak about this too with my friends, because I'm like, you guys are going to think that I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I I don't really trust 5G. And like, I don't get that. Why? Well, because radiation- 5G, is how our, is that different from Wi-Fi? Uh, it isn't. So like, okay. it's just more Wi-Fi. It's like mm. highly concentrated Wi-Fi. They have to put up more towers of stronger signals mm. um, in order to get it to function. And from what I've read, radiation and even from Wi-Fi has been already been proven to cause cancer. So mm-hmm. why are we trying to add more of it more. to the environment and- my friends who I talk about it with say that like scientists have, have okayed it, said it's not harmful based on how electromagnetic frequencies work. But I just don't totally mm-hmm. trust that it's honest based on the money that they could make off of selling it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what am I going to do? I, I can't not have Wi-Fi. I'm talking to you on an iPhone right now. But, I, you know, I, I don't think I can stop 5G. Do I want to like burn down the towers when I see them like going up? I'm like, yeah, I I do. I don't, I don't totally trust that it's okay for all of our health. And I, I don't think mm. it's totally necessary. Mm-hmm. Like we already have fast enough internet with these towers. What if, if it will help research or science or, mm-hmm. you know, exploration in space, why not just con- confine it to those environments that absolutely need it? Why do we need to spread it all mm. over the country? Mm. I more, don't know. More, more, bigger, bigger, bigger. I think like whatever the truth is, it's good to question the why. 
Like that's yeah. when, and that's what like following the money does. It's like, well, why did this politician say this thing? And then you follow the money and it's like, oh, because they're getting backed by this group. And like, so like your point of you're scared because of how much money is to be made off of it, I think is very valid, whether, yeah. whether it's harmful or not, like, which, you know, I, yeah, I know. I mean, probably eventually I'll have a phone with five. I probably maybe have it right now, but like. I don't know. I just question it still. Mm. Like, I feel like so people so easily just accept like the CDC saying that something is perfectly fine right. when we have examples of them saying something is fine and it turns out oh, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, In 2020, I think, well, actually 2016 through 2020, all the lies and quote fake news and so much just stuff no one knows what to believe so no one believes anything so everyone's just living in their own reality so I hope we Mm. can all find a shared reality soon yeah back to truth yeah and it's like you know like stories come out about journalists getting paid off and you're like okay Mm. well what what journalist can I believe I only believe Grant Glenn Greenwald he has proven himself to who's that stick true to his guns he like um uh released the story about edward snowden okay and he lives in brazil now uh have you seen have you both seen the movie snowden not I the, haven't not the one with um gl joseph right. gordon levitt <laughs> right now it's so good and i didn't really? really understand the whole story of snowden until i watched it and then i was like oh he's a good guy he's a vigilante yeah, but the, he's a hero the news painted him as a bad guy and now he can't even live in this country anymore oh no yeah, yeah. no i and yeah i knew all that yeah. like he was like releasing information for the good of the people mm-hmm. like telling people about rules Privacy. that the government was breaking yeah and it's so and crazy because are. like now the shit that comes out is way bigger than what even Snowden was like what Snowden released to us was like tame compared to like some of the things that come out now but because we're in such a chaotic time with so much flashing mm-hmm. all the time it, it's a wash and so people are like missing like real yeah. shit that comes out that's fucking true and like yeah I mean like the fact that they did prove that Russia coll- had collusion in the election and eight people are in prison because of it. Eight of Trump's top people are in prison, but it's like, that just passes people by. Like it's nothing. Mm. And like, and yeah. And the the person who blew the whistle has to run for his life and live in other countries. Mm. Like, yeah, well mm. they called other countries saying, we're going to cut off trade with you. If you let him have asylum in your country. Yeah. Right. Wow. Again, money. Fuck. Okay, look, we talk a lot about conspiracy theories in this episode, but one thing that is not a conspiracy theory is that therapy is super helpful. And there's no better partner than BetterHelp. Yes, BetterHelp is available to you no matter where you are or when you are in the world. They have licensed therapists, totally online, germ-free, virus Three, okay. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this longer than anyone. They are the OG trusted source for online therapy. Yes. And as a witch, you know, there is dark with light. So gotta balance it out. And it's okay to feel those feels. So if you want to be matched up with an amazing licensed health, mental health practitioner, then you need to go to betterhelp.com slash basic witches. 
and you'll get 10% off your first month just for using our code. That's right. It's basic witches or go to better slash basic witches and that better help. You're drinking a beer. Now I want one. <laughs> no, I wish this is just, um, some, uh, ginger ale. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Unfiltered Bruce cost ginger ale, but it's clear they don't add the coloring. Oh, that's see. There goes another thing. Why did they add food coloring and sugar to shit? Yeah. Well, sugar, fructose, corn Mm -hmm. syrup. Every other country except for the United States, their Coca Cola is made with cane sugar. Just us. Yeah. Just just we have the freaking corn syrup in it. I know they're poisoning us. They don't care. They don't care about us. And to your point, back to the medical defense mechanism. (laughs) She's nervous laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because to, to, to get us addicted to sugar, to poison us, which who does, mm-hmm. who does this affect more than anyone minorities and low-income communities that live in food yeah. deserts? It's like, yep. The same reason that really? McDonald's is so cheap. Yeah. yeah well, pe- poor people addicted to it. Goes back to how we're farming meat is like, but how can we make meat that's affordable enough for everybody Massive. if we don't do it this way? And it's like, oh, there has to be a better way. And we need to start thinking about it, we have to save our environment. Like the bees are dying. I need the bees for mm-hmm. my medicine, oh. you know? And, um, I've always, I always try to save bees because my Hungarian grandfather was a beekeeper and like, I really, yeah. And so like, I learned about bees awesome. really young and I would get to like, go to the hives and eat the honey. And then you always recycle the wax. You give it back to the bees because bees have to travel the equivalent of like, flying around the world to make like one honeycomb of wax. It's like extreme. They have a lot of bees that work together to do it, but like it's really labor intensive. Anyways, I've always respected bees and I've been stung a lot too, but I just respect Mm. them. Um, and, and I, I know like they're, they've been endangered for a long, a long time now, Mm. many years. Well, there's like a study also that's awesome. And again, this goes back to like bees being natural medicine, but there's a study that, um, uh, correlates beekeeping with not getting cancer. Like beekeepers don't get cancer. Oh, shit. What? So, you know, always getting like little stings, like stung by bees. That's what an interesting study. Like that had to you be know, a very specific. Um, they had to find beekeepers. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it is just, um, you know, based on anecdotal evidence. So it's like not an official study right. or something, but um, it's interesting. No, there's at least a correlation. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a correlation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, oh, and then to bring it back to 5G, like there's, ah. you know, people who are saying that bees are dying around 5G towers. <gasps> no. And then there's some people saying that those videos of bees dying around 5G towers are rigged or set up. And I'm like, wait, what's what's the conspiracy here? That <laughs> people are like, who's setting up what? Right. People who are saying bees are dying around 5G towers or are like then there's other people saying that those people set that up and i'm like uh, it's yeah. getting so like all, like mm-hmm. intertwined like all of these like truths and mm-hmm. fake news and this is fake and that's fake i'm like how could somebody rig like a bunch of bees dying around this tower you know what that that brings me back to like how do we fix this i do have one semblance of an idea that feels right which is more women in positions of power and leadership 
Mm. because women's intuition is and anyone that's femme, anyone that's embodying the divine feminine energy, like it doesn't have to be, mm. you know, gender woman, but mm-hmm. people who are acting from a feminine place of intuition and caring for the whole, like mm-hmm. that needs yeah. to guide us to mm-hmm. safety. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And it's like the feminine energy is more empathic. Mm-hmm. I think like women are always um, looking for their looking out for their friends' emotions and they're mm-hmm. always looking for how their friends are feeling. Whereas like the male energy is often dismissing yes. of that. Mm-hmm. And like or telling people to suck it up. Yeah. yeah. Or just like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's a balance. We need both, you know, in all of us. Mm-hmm. We need to yes. have the balance. But but I agree that it's like we need more feminine energy and we need a matriarchy yeah yes yeah I get goosebumps on that yeah 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 how do you how do you get in touch with your femme side Natalie my feminine side you certainly play around yeah sure I don't even think I really think about it too much like even like even though I guess I am like when I go into doing drag I'm getting more in touch with the masculine side and I don't I don't think about it and in terms of like energies or like getting in with the side or anything. But I, I mean, I definitely do like, I don't know if this is not PC to say, like to, to give a color a gender, but, and I don't think colors do have gender, but pink does feel very feminine to me. I love wearing pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're wearing a pink <laughs> bow pink. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm on a kick right now of pink shoes. Oh, and I have been um, looking for pink winter boots Cute. and I couldn't find any. Like I have these pink clogs, like they're oh, neon pink. <gasps> and so I was oh, awesome. Those are so cute. And so I've been looking for like pink winter boots <laughs> and I couldn't find any. And I was like, wait a sec, how did these get pink? They painted them. They're, so I got some leather paint and I ordered white. <laughs> Oh white gosh. winter boots and I'm gonna paint them pink and I was this trying it out awesome. on these like I was trying it on these heels like I got like neon red oh and so now I just have like all, I have all these wow. like shoe paints and I just like went on like a rampage like painting all these different shoes and I'm, like I love it like these look cool that seems like my my friend painted these red oh my god they all look professional they look like you bought them that color like it's amazing leather paints. Oh, check these ones out. Let me try and find you. Oh, these ones. I love it. I have like it, leather paints. I'm just trying to find these. Do I you, just do you feel like you love them even more because it's like there's love in it because it was hand painted? Oh, maybe so. I, I, you know what? I haven't even worn them yet. Like this is just a thing that happened to me like this weekend. But I haven't even got a chance to wear them. But I was. I was practicing on on an old pair of leather boots before I did my my winter boots that I want to do, but I made Yo. these like <gasps> fire and, and water sick. or something. Incredible! Cool? Oh, good. Like, oh, I like the duality glitter. too. Thank you, but I'm like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never gonna worry about finding a a shoe a certain mm. color ever again. I'll just get like a white shoe or a black shoe or a brown shoe, paint it paint it white it's always good to paint it white for the base uh-huh. and then you can just get whatever color paint whatever color leather paint you want like I have washable? All these different how does it seal 
it seals so you put on a um so I love doing art. I guess maybe that's how I get in touch with my feminine yeah, energy, totally. like uh-huh. doing art and painting. The creative um, is has, feminine. So yeah, totally. nice. Yeah. So uh, you have like this acrylic finisher that you put on it. I am inspired. Yes, right for sure. To, I mean, my whole living room right now is just dedicated shoes. to painting yeah. like shoes. I have to show you guys because <laughs> I've been, I've been crafting clothing. So my whole like table, I don't know if you can see is like, iron-on patchwork so I took oh, like amazing. this black shirt and made the pocket like really cool <gasps> oh that's I awesome that. all these 90s I colors that. I did um iron-on patches and I cut them the way that I wanted and like layered them cool wow I've been doing that that's amazing stuff. yeah yeah <laughs> We're incredible yeah yeah very cool this is my um I'm gonna show you my my little like I have all these paints yes. right now just like all over my floor I love just it been, like I just, I just moved all my furniture out of the way and I was like, I'm doing crafts. Yes. It's, I was just painting yeah. today. It's so therapeutic. It's mm-hmm. so therapeutic. Meditative. Yeah. It's really therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I love right, it. Well, have you ever had your cards read? Have you seen a psychic or? <laughs> I have only had friends do it. I've never had it professionally read by Rachel and Leah. <laughs> Thank you. Is that gonna happen right also now? your friends. Yeah. <laughs> also my friends. Yes, also my friends. But I feel like you guys maybe have more of a lock on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we do. We are professionals at it yeah. at this point. We do get yeah. paid to do card readings. So. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, our yeah. readings are lit. Mm-hmm. We're both like Sick. psychic. That's why this show exists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love witch shit. Mm-hmm. I love energy shit. So is that about to happen right now? Yeah, it happen. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> You're okay. It's going to be good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about like what you want your reading to be. What are you, do you have any questions on your heart or mind? Mm, it can be general or specific. I probably have a lot of questions. Like what kind of questions What's the do you first ask? thing that like like came to wanna... mind that you're curious about or it could also be vague like what do I need to know right now or it can be a, a genre oh, like love career that's good. I like that what do I need to know right now okay that's really good I risk because oh, I feel like I I feel like I am go- oh oh is that my car that's no, your no, deck. this is your deck oh okay I was like that's gotta be good Ooh, that's <laughs> I think I need to I, th- I think I'm going into like with the special coming out and everything, I'm going into a, uh, an area, like a very gray area of like, I don't know mm-hmm. what is gonna like how to respond or like how to um, react to this thing coming out to the world. You're in like so an unknown. Like, yeah. I'm in an unknown area. So I think the, what do I, what should I do? Was that, was that the question? Yeah, what do you, what That's beautiful. Um, what do I need to know? Yeah. yeah. So kind of feels like um there's a sense of something impending and you're like mm-hmm. how do I move towards mm-hmm. this impending thing yes mm-hmm. yes all I right move. let's all breathe let's take a deep inhale okay. hold it at the top and then exhale That's it. 
She got it. Oh, oh, green Tara. Start delegating. Ask others, including me, to help you instead of trying to do everything by yourself. (sighs) Oh my God. You don't. That could not. Really? I could not speak more to what I need to to know. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't Mm -hmm. have to do this all by yourself. You're not, it's your show, but you know, it's your special, but you didn't do it all by yourself and you don't have to do it all by yourself. And people support you and will be there for you no matter what happens. Oh my gosh. Thanks guys. Let's see what she has to say. Oh, I love it. Okay. Message from Green Tara. When you feel resentment in your heart because you're carrying more than your share of the load, you're doing no favors for anyone, including yourself. Mm. You to ask for help to ensure that you have private time for contemplation and rest. One of the reasons why I'm able to sit so peacefully is that I know the secret to true productivity. It doesn't Elegating. come through struggle or strife. Rather, it comes from a clear and focused mind that's unchallenged by indecisiveness. You see, making decisions is the shortest route to triumphant passages. Once you make up your mind, the rest follows quite naturally. I therefore Mm. urge you to sit quietly and follow the footsteps of your mind. Be open to your heart's meanderings. They will quietly lead you to make your most important decisions and the rest will fall into place. That was really helpful to hear. Good. That really struck a chord with me. good. Various meanings of this card. Don't try to be a superwoman or superman. Give your children chores. Ask your partner for help. Accept assistance as it's offered to you. Release guilt or the belief that it's weak to ask for help. Be a team player. It is a weakness of mine. Mm. I always try to do everything on my own. You don't yeah. have to. You don't have to. You like could, and you're probably capable <laughs> She's thinking of it. about it. <laughs> She's like, no, I, I don't have to. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, wow, people need to sign up for your readings. Because <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. That was just dead on. Good. You saw into my soul. Mm. And wow, I don't know how you pulled that one out. <laughs> felt it. It's going true. through the, the cards card, and I'm like, this is it. True. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. it. That was it. That was it. That was it. Oh, so cool. Thank you, Green That's Tara. Amazing. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. That kind of feels like that reading answers are like, how do we oh. fix it? Question two. It's like we have Start to delegate. Delicating. We have to do it together. And get everyone. We have on to all work together. Yeah. Unite. We have to get together to bring feminine energy into the prominent position and how will we connect on that 5g no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's right we will use I 4g mean, <laughs> yeah. if people you know email i, I want to be like yeah 4g whatever 5g i'm just like it's okay to question this stuff yes. you know what i'm saying yes, like absolutely not everybody who asks a question about it's good 5G, to question things yeah not even okay not everybody's a truther that mm-hmm. like just asks a question about something yes, you know yes. it's good to engage in conversation mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. these things that we, we don't know too much about yet you know we don't know how that's going to affect us same as how when when gasoline cars first came out we didn't know that it was mm-hmm. going to fuck the earth right. and they didn't have seat belts seat belts at first like no how crazy belts. stupid is that I know, dude. Just a bunch of people had to die before we we Figured adjusted. That out. And right. I think 
unfortunately that's kind of how humanity works and maybe that's the masculine energy is like fix when broken Mm. whereas like the feminine energy is just the Mm. better energy i guess i mean (laughs) i have to agree i can't argue Um, but we look to to save things before they're totally yeah, busted. Yeah, exactly. But seems that a lot of people are are wary of it now, and people are working towards you know the betterment of our mm-hmm. earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't get though? I'm like, why are plastic bags allowed still? They should not even just be. They should just not be allowed. Mm-hmm. They should. Or like, they should be made out of corn. Or something. That's a, I mean, that seems like that's a one that would be an easy, that's like when people want to lose weight and so they stop drinking soda. It's like, yeah, just cut one thing out. Like it'll make a big difference. Like mm-hmm. if we cut out plastic bags, that would make a huge difference because it's so widely used. We did get yeah. straws. Like straws are straws, good. Straws we're and, doing right? better on. But how do we, I feel like bags are more we used. need baby seals uh-huh. to yeah. pose with plastic bags. But that already Never. happens. I don't know. Mm, I know. When I go back to Pennsylvania, there's no bag Ooh. rules. I know, there's right? No Isn't that crazy? In California, we've had to pay for bags for years to at least deter people from using bags. Like, mm-hmm. but no yeah. other states. No, yeah, you just get mm-hmm. them as many yeah. as you want. Like, yeah. yeah, and the plastic ones, not even the, right. the paper ones. I know. Uh, well, we'll have to have you back, Natalie. Yeah. Like. Uh, at some point i loved being here yes, this thank was you so, so much fun. for having me guys yes yeah, uh, so, such a pleasure to talk to you guys yeah, truly oh, you, you too. too thanks for sharing your art and where can people find nay everything you yeah special well please watch nay on netflix and you can find me on instagram at natdogcatdog and on twitter at natalie palomitas beautiful Fuck, just kidding that was opposite. Oh shit. Okay. You can find me on, you can find me on Instagram at Natalie Palomitas and on Twitter at NatDogCatDog. I love the cat dog reference. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know. I just threw that in there when I was making it and I guess in college. Oh. And and wasn't, well, wasn't that a comedy or sorry, a Cartoon Network show? And then it you was a Nickelodeon. Oh, I shit, Cat, cat dog, dog yeah. Brown, okay. Cat dog, alone in the world, a little cat dog. A little cat dog. That's right. <laughs> it's a classic show. Really good. A cat and a dog have to, they're Merge. attached to the same hey. body. Again, mm-hmm. duality. Oh. Like balance. Duality and balance. And then in the that's what I was, the cat and the dog. That's what I was channeling when I yeah. made my Twitter handle. <laughs> exactly. Um, right well, in, well, in closing, we have one more thing, um, a basic blessing. So we'll each say something we're, we're grateful for today. Man. Oh, I know what I'm grateful for. I'm yeah. grateful for meeting you, Natalie, in the IO West bar, like, I don't know, eight years ago. I don't know if you were, even remember that that's how we met. I don't remember the specific moment before I'm, I, I remember West. seeing you at IO. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful just to have the opportunity to speak with you ladies today and for your cool, like witchy podcast. I love this. You talk about energies and, and, uh, do readings and all this. I don't listen to many podcasts, but now I'm going to tune in. That's a win. Thank you. Yeah. I'm grateful, Natalie, that you vouched for our readings because, um, we're a two-witch shop and like, that's, that's one of the parts of business that can keep us going. So I'm grateful that you vouch for that and I hope people listen to that and like come in because we we love doing them 
Honestly, I'm not fronting at all. That was so relevant to something I'm that was so very much on my mind and something mm. that I struggle with always. So I, I really need to hear that. Mm. And it's, it's no, it's no coincidence. No, no. The right. cards never lie. They call shit mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. They call shit out. Right on. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you, Natalie. A pleasure. A pleasure. Um, Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.